When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On this very special episode of Horror Movie Night, we talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of the Phantom Cab. I'd like to submit for the approval of the podcast my own taxi story. I was in the UK and I got a cab and the driver said if I flashed in my dick, he'd let me skip the fare. Well, I did. And then he pointed out all the cameras in the car. He said he wouldn't post it to the internet if I let him bum me, so I did. And he seemed like a man of his word, so hopefully that footage isn't out there, just for his own personal use. Anyway, let's talk about this episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, shall we? <laughs> yes! Wow, that got, was almost as demeaning as the shit that you made me listen to, or made me read out <laughs> the other, um, when we did our, our party in June. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um... So I don't know about you guys, but like the second the theme song, the theme song started playing, I just felt the most nostalgia chill I've ever felt before. <laughs> yeah, the theme song I didn't chill. listen to it. Or I didn't watch enough of it to to have a big nostalgia for it. But I watched enough that the visuals were just like, oh, wow, this is taking me back. Yeah. yeah the, um, this, I didn't watch a whole lot of the show, but it just watching the show like harkened me back to all the other like Disney and Family Channel shows that I used to watch in the 90s. <laughs> um, so I think at the very least, I, so this is my quick synopsis um, on how I felt about watching this, is that this isn't good, but it's a hell of a lot better than the Goosebumps episode we had to watch last year. I have that note too. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more subtle, um, and and I don't know. I mean, it's it is better, but I I couldn't really quantify why it's better or tell you. <laughs> Maybe because it's, it's shorter. It's yeah. I think it's definitely the uh, the length at w- of which we were exposed to. Because Jesus, these kids the the kids who play the Midnight Society aren't too bad. But the two Bane kids in this fucking story are awful. 
Well, like, I mean, and the, oh, the older brother is so mean, like unnecessarily <laughs> mean. I don't know. The kid, the kid, the little brother, like I have a bunch of random quotes written down and they're just like, man, this, this is whacked. <laughs> like he stutters <laughs> over every delivery in their like <laughs> Canadian, their thick ass Canadian accents throughout the whole fucking show. You know what's great is I actually have the man this is whacked note too all in caps. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking when he like almost what he is did he say is that the quote that he says right before he almost falls off like a cliff face? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he said man this is wet and then like slipped on the slip. <laughs> Get your logic out of here. Um <laughs> He even like he even has the, the shitty delivery later on where he's like, was was that somebody's hand? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like yeah. nothing he says seems natural at all. This little suburban Canadian white kid actually said, man, this is whack. I will pay you guys money. <laughs> this, there's no way that's what he fucking said. <laughs> um, I bet we're, it's two against one. And I mean, I know it's your native tongue, Canadian, not American, but pretty sure we're right. Um, I have to watch this fucking show again. <laughs> well, at least it's in the first couple minutes. Um, so the intro scene I thought was really weird because at first I was like, what the fuck is this stupid him staring at the camera telling us about the Midnight Society thing? And then when it was revealed that it's like a speech that he's giving a new kid, I was like, oh, that's actually a pretty creative way to introduce this whole group of people to the audience in the show's premiere. So, I mean, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but I think for a kid's show, that's actually a little bit more well thought out than most. Which, uh... Oh, yeah, because this is supposed to be, like, the, the YA of horror. If Goosebumps is, like, the the um, the junior high or the elementary school type, you know, horror, I feel like Are You Afraid of the Dark was more like junior high, freshman of high school, freshman year in high school kind of level. Yeah, because Goosebumps never had, like, a real legitimately scary episode, and I remember... At least one of these, uh, this show that was scary as fuck. It was all about yeah. Like, no, there's firemen who was like all burned up and like chasing these kids around school. That fucked with me when I was young. Well, the next episode, I almost want to do another one of these because the next episode is probably the best episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark ever, which is uh, the tale of the laughing in the dark, which is where the kids go to the carnival and they steal the nose off the clown. And then the creepy clown mannequin is like stalking them at their houses. Zebo the clown. Um, which member of the Mid Midnight Society do you guys relate to the most? Because I think I'm like a Kiki, but I could be a, I could be a better man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm, the geeky leader with the with the glasses. Yeah, you are. I'm the Asian guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Okay, so we, we picked on the little brother just a little bit, who I actually have a note that says, I can't get over how much Buzz sucks. Like, was he the only actor that auditioned for this role? <laughs> well, so the, the, I think that it's half that he's a terrible actor and half that they just rushed through that through it they were I, I don't know if he was the only actor that wanted the job but i think that he was the first and only person that auditioned because they're like fuck we just gotta get this done and on screen <laughs> and make our money on nickelodeon because like uh the, the story that is being told is that they're out camping but 
between the two of them, they have one school backpack. There's they they there's they don't have anything. It seemed like they went out camping. What are you gonna? How are you gonna hike it, it and camp like with that? It seemed like they went out camping, but with the intention of being home before dark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Scott Roger method of camping. Camping, I like that. Um, and then, like the brother, the older brother, when he figures out why they're lost, he's like, "Your belt buckle, you fucking idiot!" Like he's like such a douchebag about it. Um, I don't think that he said the f bomb in this. Oh but no, I, no, I, he totally I'll did. I, I yeah, watched the special Canadian version Canadian of standards it. Standards ratings are so a lot is, more lax than American. We we said whatever. <laughs> So is is that actually how compasses work? That a belt buckle will throw him off? Because I don't yeah, think for that's some true. Reason he had a magnetic belt buckle, yes, but I don't. Why do you have a magnetic belt? Buckle? <laughs> what? Who has a magnetic belt buckle except for Inspector well, Gadget? I mean, just, uh, someone who's a chick magnet, maybe. Oh my God, Mac! <laughs> uh, somebody get Mike Herrera on the phone. We got a question for him. He's got a podcast. Uh-huh. So this is like um, the prequel to Blair Witch Project. Yeah, because this was way before that, for sure. Not by enough to make it worthwhile, but definitely those kids were some of the ones that, you know, the, they, the handprints on the uh, inside of the house at the end of Blair Witch Project. That's these kids. <laughs> um, when, the, when the Dr. Vic guy showed up, I was like, holy shit, I actually remember this guy. Like, I don't remember this story, but I remember him. And I did a little bit of research, and apparently he's the only reoccurring character in the Tales from the Crypt stories. Like, they constantly bring that character back for some reason which i mean he's from the crypt or sorry uh are you afraid of the dark um okay he's one of the only people that has good delivery in the show i'll give him that much at least he looks like so i'm not very well versed in harry potter but you know the big is it hagrid the big dude with the beard he looks like he looks like a miniature hagrid (laughs) <laughs> uh, except Hagrid's house I don't believe had a hand in the jar I know, um, I, I know we so, didn't pass this but I figured out what type of kid has a magnetic belt and it's the same kind of kid who when he's 10 has velcro shoes and he has the mittens where the string runs along the back of his fucking <laughs> that's true um, alright so honest question for you guys answer, answer honestly could you were you able to solve either riddle before the answers were given? Yes, but only because I, as soon as they said the riddle, I remembered this episode, and the only reason I know the answer to that riddle is this episode. So as soon as he said <laughs> the the you know one about the the barrel, I was like, yeah, I know what it is. So for you know the next ten minutes, I was just like twiddling my thumbs, like okay, okay. <laughs> Which no, I didn't know what it was because I don't. I don't remember this episode. I definitely didn't watch My it before this. Well, like the kid- when it cuts back to the Midnight Society, and they go, that's that's a trick riddle. It's one of those riddles that has no answer to it. And then another kid goes, but what if it can be solved? And then... And then it cuts back to, like, I don't know, Kiki or Betty Ann, one of them. And she goes, nah, that's a cheat. That riddle can't be solved. And it cuts back to another kid, and he says... But what if it can be solved <laughs> twice? Um, I love that there's absolutely no sense of urgency in this episode where the kid solves it. And instead of just being like, it's a hole. He's like, I've got it. I know exactly what's a thing that's weightless and that you can see. And that if it's inside of a barrel, it makes it lighter. It's like, the guy said you have 10 seconds and you just wasted it explaining the riddle again. 
Well, I mean, they haven't said it 45 times up until this point. So many of the kids who were not paying attention in the audience. <laughs> I, I will say, this show, while kind of dumb, had an awesome, like... There were moments that were pretty awesomely demented for a kid's show. Specifically when they're in the taxi cab and Floyd's like... And, uh, you know, the thing is... And then his head just turns around. He's like, I'm kind of dead. Like... <laughs> yeah, I actually have that note too. Yeah. That's a good part. They're like, they're I dig like it a their lot. own version of Large Marge or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. I have that note too. <laughs> you guys are in my mind this this uh, episode. Um, but yeah, like I just really enjoyed this episode more than I anticipated I would, which was uh, which was a pleasant surprise because I remember this time last year feeling really disappointed <laughs> that we went with the haunted mask. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so we're, we're we're glossing over really the only reason to get in the Phantom Cab is to narrowly escape death and then get picked up by the park ranger. And then you get a ride home in the back of his Jeep with the top down, which would be fucking sweet. <laughs> that would be pretty baller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure that the girl that you have a crush on sees you come back into town with, with on the back of a, a park ranger's Jeep and just be like, Sup, and you have your hat or hat like three quarters of the way backwards because it's 1993. And then, and then you stand up in the back of the jeep, you bang on the hood, and you go "Wow!" and he peels the fuck out away from the girl. Yeah, you yell "Spring Break!" Floor <laughs> it. I yell "Spring Break!" Show my top or pull my top up, and no, then you, uh, you pull floor. a uh, "Spring Break!" You go "Spring Break!" Spring Break forever. <laughs> Uh, Take me to the prom. I want. Um, I want to share a story because this is all Canadian, a very Canadian show. Uh, Canadian actors. Did I ever tell you about the, the time that I was? Think, I think I was like six or seven. I auditioned for. Please tell me that I you auditioned, auditioned not for the, for the show. show, but for an Oscar Mayer Wiener commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us the story. This oh, might be so. the best thing since fucking the Power Rangers story that I told well, a couple weeks ago. Oscar Meyer Wiener Oscar Meyer Wiener Mobile rolls through town okay on the radio they put out the word that they're looking to audition kids from like five to eight uh, for their commercial. You have to come down and you have to sing the Oscar Meyer Wiener song on camera. So little fucking six seven year old Adam with his blonde bowl cut because I used to be blonde when I was old and like dick <laughs> Dickhead shape, like it was full bowl cut. <laughs> uh, I mean, this was the nineties, late nineties, mind you, but still the nineties. So I rolled down there. I got to sing the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. He goes, um, "I wish I was an Oscar Mayer Wiener. That is what I truly like to be. Because if I was an Oscar Mayer Wiener, everyone would be in love with me. You know, nail it, nail the audition. Slept with the producer. <laughs> thought I was in for sure." Some ugly little fucking ginger kid got it. I was so pissed off about that. Pissed about that. But I got to be inside the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile for a bit. So, well, that was when the producer took me back there and whatever. But. <laughs> yeah, gas to gas. Yeah, so that's. that's um, you're talking to an almost future star right now, so you guys may be a little bit more careful who you're talking to. Maybe you could produce the Oscar Mayer Wiener children. <laughs> that little red-headed, fat, ugly kid grew up to be Ryan Gosling. 
Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Albert Einstein. I don't know. Is Ryan Gosling yes, a Canadian actor? I just remember he was in a bunch of these. Okay, cool. I was like, I'm, t- I'm taking a risk here because I think he was on Actually, one of these that, shows. That white, redheaded little kid grew up to be Drake. So, you know. <laughs> um, all right. So, I mean, this is a short episode. It's a little bonus episode for you guys. Happy Halloween and all that good jazz. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to sign off on? I mean, I think we've done all the all the different shit already in the uh, Little Monsters episode a couple days ago. But just in case, anything? Well, I hope that everybody enjoyed October with us because it's definitely the uh, the pinnacle of the year for us. So it all just goes downhill until next October. Yeah, much. So yeah, slog I hope, the I hope you're ready for the slump, guys. <laughs> the 11-month yeah. slump. Um, <laughs> no, I don't... I, well, I had one more note for this for this show. Maybe we'll, we'll go out on that. Um, imagine right. at, the, at the end of the episode where they all vote and they're like, can we let them in the Midnight Society? And then they're all like, yeah, vote yeah for him. Where he takes the blindfold off and looks around at the members of the Midnight Society. He's just like, oh, uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because he was like, oh, man, we're like the UNICEF kids. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good enough for me. listening to the Geekscape Network.